those kind words. I will pay you later. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for uh, allowing me to serve in this manner. I have never preached at Redeemer before, um, so this is new. We'll get through this together. Um, like Leon said, Rachel and I have had the pleasure of serving for, uh, for since day one, and we have never left, uh, nor has Redeemer gotten rid of us yet, so we are here, and um, yeah, thankful, thankful to do that. So, so I will, uh, we'll go ahead and I will give the title. The title is Preparation for That Doggone Temptation, okay? Doggone, kids, it's like stubborn or annoying, so can you say this with me? Preparation for that doggone temptation. We'll dive into what, what that means uh, in a little bit. I want to make sure that I gave you, did I give you this? You got that. Okay, awesome. So we'll read, we'll, we'll, we'll read the scripture, and then we'll dive into what this is about. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. <clears throat> After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point in the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and then will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. But Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put, your Lord, put, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil, the devil took him to the very high mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world, world and, and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will just bow down and worship me. But Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil, th then the devil left him and angels came and attended to him. This is the word of the Lord. I'll pray and then we'll go ahead and get started. Thank you so much, Lord, um, for this opportunity to serve. I pray that you would uh, speak through me, use, use these words, use this message to edify our wonderful congregation. Thank you for these wonderful people that have been a part of this church. And I'm thankful for this. We pray for your direction today. In the name of Jesus, amen. One thing I forgot to say is preparing for this sermon or message or whatever we'll call it, um, made me have an, an extra appreciation for our pastors. So Pastor Drew, Pastor Leon, I would, <laughs> yeah, we can give them a round of applause. I, uh, I, I, just wanna, I just want us to really, really um, make sure that we remember and appreciate how much it takes to just put stuff together, put slides together, all that stuff. So thank you guys. Okay, so the main idea I wanna talk about is the benefits of preparation and how we can utilize preparation in the face of temptation, okay? So kids, do we know, do, does anyone know what the word temptation means? I know it's a big word. Can anybody tell me what temptation means? And I can explain, oh, yes, Isaac. I think I, I think yeah. I think I heard heard you say it's like if someone kind of making you want to do something and and you feel like you want to yeah feel like you want to do something or make someone making you 
feel like you want to do something. That is great. Good job. Good job. And that's, and that's what we're going to be talking about. So we're going to be talking about preparation and temptation. Thank you. Thank you so much. So for this, so for this first um, Sunday of Lent, let's talk about preparation and how helpful it can be. So here we have a picture of a young man setting the table. And this is a great visual. And are there any kids out there that like to set the table at home? Yeah, I know you do. You guys do too. That's it, though. Just a few kids like to set the table at home. We got to get these kids setting our table. Um, Kaya, our son, he loves to set the table at home. You do, you do a great job of it. And if preparation could be a specific love language, that would be his and mine. We both love preparation a lot. And I think everybody pretty much loves having things prepared for them. Is that right? And I, and I feel like most of us even find joy in preparing things for others. So preparation is very key in our lives. It's something that's very important. Now regarding temptation. The devil, unfortunately, li likes to try to tempt us in a variety of ways. For the purposes of this discussion, I want to break down three categories of temptations for us to be aware of. First is temptation to doubt who God is, okay? That looks like someone struggling with their belief in God. Is there really a God? Is the Bible fully true? And should I live by it? Saying things like, look at the trouble in the world. Is God, is God still there? Does God care? The miracles of the Bible, are they still for today? There's also temptation to doubt who we are in God, right? Has anyone ever had that? I'm ashamed of the things I've done, so am I really a child of God? I don't feel like I am. Is it even worth repenting and seeking forgiveness? You know, so that's another temptation that, that sometimes we have. And these two examples, these first two examples are very significant examples of, of temptation and doubts. And so if anyone is struggling with similar temptations to this, and you want to talk or have prayer, please reach out to me or, or Pastor Leon or Pastor Drew. But in the meantime, I would just want to, I want to remind us that God is real. His love is real. You are a child of God. He sees you. He knows you. Luke, Luke 12, 7 says, indeed, the very hair, hairs on your head are numbered. So kids, he knows how many hairs are on our head. That's amazing that he cares that much about us. So like, for example, we've got, we've got Charlie Brown. Some have a lot of hair. Some, some people don't have. Do, how many hairs does Charlie Brown have? I think he's just got one curly one, right? And that's easy. But then we've got other, other folks that have a lot of hair. Does any, any kids, do, do any kids have a lot of hair? From sometimes it gets around the house in the tub. Yeah, some adults do too. Yeah, my wife has a lot of hair. Uh, <laughs> but, but that's just an illustration to show you that God, no matter how many hairs we have, kid or adult, God is, is concerned with all aspects of us. He knows all about us. He's, he's excited to know all about us. He even knows, like I said, how many hairs we have on our head. And so let's go back to the, so the third category of temptation would be times when we're fully aware of who God is and our, and our identity in him, but still tempted in other ways, okay? So that would be like taking actions outside of God's direction or tempted to doubt God's promises, doubting his care or protection for us, 
Has anyone ever had something similar like that? Yeah. And this category, I believe, matches what the devil was trying to do in the, in the passage that we read. You can see in the passage that the devil keeps using the phrase, if you're the son of God, then. You know, he's, the devil's making reference to his identity. He's saying, if you're the son of God, then you should perform this miracle and eat. I know you're hungry. Even though that was not God's direction at that moment. I know you're the son of God. You know, you know you're the son of God. Maybe throw yourself down and see if he'll save you. If you're the son of God, then I'll give you this kingdom that you see if you'll just worship me. And that could have been appealing because that kingdom being easily given to him is a stark contrast to the inevitable persecution that Jesus was going to go through. And in our lives, I feel like this category of temptation could look like three possible examples For example, I'm a believer. I'm a child of God. Not doubting that, but why am I not happy right now? I'm a believer. I'm a child of God. Why is life extremely tough right now? I'm a believer. I'm a child of God. I'm I'm aware of that. I'm acknowledging all that, but why don't I have all the things that they have over here? Has anyone had thoughts like that? I know I have, you know. So when we're not prepared, temptations even like these, can have an effect on us. So what do I mean by not prepared? I mean, one big example is when life gets in the way of having quality time reading the Bible. And I know we can relate to that. I know I can. It's so important, and it's against today's culture to slow down, carve out time, and spend time reading the Bible. But there's so much power in the Word. In the word. Amen. So many things in our lives go against waiting and slowing down. But let's be intentional about slowing down and reading the word. We'll then have the word in us to fight when temptation comes. And you can see, again, in that passage that we read earlier, Jesus even used scripture to combat the devil's temptation attempts. He said, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. He was giving the word, he was was fighting with that word, and that's what we can do too. And there's practical ways that we can get better and more intentional about reading the word. Kids, kids, adults, we can, kids, do you like sometimes reading with your family, reading with mom and dad? Yeah, you read in your workbook. Yeah, and sometimes we read, a lot of times we read stories. Kids, do you enjoy reading stories with your parents? Yeah, yeah. My mom, she's right here. She used to read me stories when I was little, and she would read, (laughs) she would read the same, I would same book, and I, I started memorizing, and if she deviated in any way from the words, I would correct her, because <laughs> I think Kai is starting to get to that point. We read the same book almost every night. But, but, but and kids, so this, this is a way where we can even incorporate, kids and adults, we can incorporate the word even into our family lives, you know? Sometimes we could read, at, uh, read a Bible story, maybe at bedtime. Um, it's a good reminder, this is a good reminder for all of us, kids and adults, to, to, to really get, get back and be intentional about carving out time, slowing down, and really diving into the word, because that's, that's where the power to fight temptation comes from. So then we can, when we go back to some of those examples, like, why am I not happy? Lord, you know, help me with this. We've got the word to fight that. Psalm 51, 11 and 12 says, do not cast me from your presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Matthew 5, 4, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. 
Why is life extremely tough right now? We've got word to help with that. 1 Peter 5.10, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Can anyone tell me, kids, can you tell me a time when you were sad or mad and then things got better? Yeah. Well, Daniel Tiger, he, he teaches us, you know, see, we can even learn a lot from our kids. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, this is from Kaya's book. You don't, you know, Daniel Tiger saying, I, I don't always feel happy. They wanted to go to the beach and it rained. But Mom Tiger taught a song, and we're going to sing that real quick. It's the words of the song are, when you feel so mad that you want to roar, take a deep breath and count to four. So, so it goes, when you feel so mad that you want to roar, take a deep breath and count to four. All right, sing that with me. When you feel so mad that you want to roar, take a deep breath and count to four. Who knew that and we'd be singing Daniel Tiger at the church service? <laughs> they might not let me do this again. <laughs> Counting to four is, you know, they take a deep breath and you count to four. So that's helpful. That's, that's a little a silly example. But kids, you know, sometimes we have to do whatever we can take, whatever we can do in, the, in these moments uh, to, to calm down. So we can, we can do things like that. We got the word. Preparation. Things like, things like these are really helpful. So kids, other than this Daniel Tiger example, are there any times when you felt sad or mad and, and then things got better? Did anyone have an experience like that, kids? You felt mad about something, and then things got a little bit better for some reason. Is that Noel? No. Oh, okay. Can you even tell me about it? <laughs> or are you just? Or are you just saying this? That's happened. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. That's good to know that that's happened. That happens to adults for sure. You know, and uh, and so it's good. It's good for us to to to, to have scriptures in place. The third one, why don't I have all the things that they have over there? Psalm 37, 4 and 5, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. So these are just examples of, of how we can use the word to prepare us and to fight against temptation. I imagine that the devil purposely tried to tempt Jesus when he was hungry in that moment and probably tired, but it still didn't work for Jesus. Jesus was able, Jesus was already able to fight that. And during this Lent season, as many of us will be fasting things like food or things or social media, we may not be our most comfortable selves. I know when I'm hungry and tired, I'm not the best version of me. Um, kids, Maybe, maybe that relates to you. Are, you, are you. are there any kids that get cranky when you're tired and hungry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any kids, any other kids get cranky when they're tired? Or adults, adults. They get, yeah, we got some kids, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but let's be prepared for the inevitable temptations that are going to come during this Lent season for a variety of reasons. Fasting, or just the devil trying to tempt us, you know, because we're trying to focus on, on Lent. Could happen during the Lent season, might even happen in the next day or so. So let's really be prepared for that. And let's turn to Jesus and let's get the most out of this Lent season. So finally, there's three things that I just want to leave you with and I want to encourage you with to kind of summarize 
this short message. I want us to dive into the word, fill up on scripture, spend time, carve out time, even if life gets busy. God's always going to make a way for for you to be able to spend time with him. Let's be prepared. Invite the Holy Spirit to help us think about ways we have been tempted in the past and what are possible temptations that will happen in the future. What a great conversation to have with the Holy Spirit and, and, and to think about how have I been tempted in the past? How can I not recreate that in the future? And then flip the script. When temptation happens, which we will be tempted, let's not be afraid to bring it to the Lord. We are imperfect beings and God knows us. Flip the script and use those times of temptation as an opportunity to remind ourselves who we are in Christ. So instead of, instead of it going south, let's, let's flip that script and remind us and use it as an opportunity to remind us who we are in Christ and that we can overcome because of God's strength. You know, It's through him that we experience the true joy, favor, honor, peace, healing, We can't do it in our own, but we can do it in God's strength. So let's remember to have preparation for that doggone temptation. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity to serve your people. Help us to be able to to remember the importance of being prepared through through your strength, through your scripture, through the Holy Spirit. Help us to fight temptation and not be afraid, but to know that you've already given us the victory. Jesus.